I love weekends like this because I'm, I'm looking for more of Jesus. Now, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know. Nothing's going to excite you. <laughs> so I love, I love tr- going places. Like last weekend, we were in Cape Town, Shofar, Willington, and Paul. And it was just, I'm just looking for Jesus. I'm just in my mind, I'm looking for Jesus walking amongst the people. Because I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to encounter him. And, yeah, I tell you, the last year, Ink said last night about 2021 was tough for them. I tell you, flip. And it's not over yet. And um, so last week, Wednesday, I was lying on the couch late at night. Normally when, before I travel somewhere, I'm like up until late on the couch praying and just <laughs> spending time with Jesus, you know, just building up my spirit and what he wants to do. And so I was asking the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I'm making you uncomfortable so that you would step into all that I have for you. I have been very uncomfortable this last year. Praise God. And I can feel it. It's a birthing season. And as I said last night, I feel like this weekend is a birthing weekend. God is birthing things in us. He's birthing things in us. So listen, not just to my voice, but listen to the Holy Spirit. The cry that Moses had, he was that that all my people, that all God's people would be prophets. And that they would prophesy, that all would hear his voice. I believe that is available right now to every one of us. And the prophetic is, is, is key. It is so critical. So many of our guys would know some of these stories, but I, I like to go down memory lane to remind ourselves. But in 2012, um, the three years before, there was a really tough season it was like, it feels so much that 2012 feels so much like this last season. You know, there's, there's been three birthing, serious birthing seasons over the last 10, 12 years. And we're in one like that right now. And, and I remember in 2012, it was like, God, we need you, Jesus. We're not going to make it without you. And in that season, the Lord, the thing that the Lord highlighted was the prophetic. He led us to expose ourselves to prophetic voices. And suddenly the Lord started to unlock His word, His heart, His voice. And so things started to break open. The lion roared and things changed. Things changed. I believe we're in a season like that right now. Because it's uncomfortable. And when it's uncomfortable, then when you're out of of your comfort zone, you're crying out to the Lord, then He speaks. And then things shift. Because the truth is, you and I, 10 years ago, I had no idea who I was in God. I had no idea. There were so many things I was struggling with, so many insecurities, so many doubts. So there was just so many challenges inside. <laughs> the issues is never outside, it's inside. And then God started to speak and He started to change things. And I believe that's what God's wanting to do now. This is why I'm so excited about this weekend. This weekend is we're pursuing the prophetic, we're pursuing intimacy with the Lord. Later this year, we're going to most probably, God willing, do a kingdom now, a kingdom come weekend. We can just go after the, the healing and the, and the fullness of God and deliverance and whatever else. But this weekend is about, God, we want to hear your voice. God, we want to see you. We want the real deal. Not the I think, I feel, and nothing. The Lord speaks. And it happens. That's the real deal. And I believe that is what God is calling us to right now. That is what we are pursuing now. So at the end of the session, we're going to trust for an activation of the prophetic. And we're going to trust that we're going to pray over one another. And we're going to trust Jesus with prophetic words. The real deal.
okay? So open heavens, outpouring of the Spirit, truly tuning into the voice of God and what He is saying. That is what we are trusting for. Amen. Okay, so when the line roars, Amos 3, verse 7 to 8, our, our, our key verse for the session, surely the Lord does nothing. Come on, say nothing. Nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. He does nothing. So maybe there's very little happening in your life right now. Then it's what Hing said last night, maybe you're not ministering unto the Lord sufficiently. And then secondly, maybe there's nothing happening or very little happening in your life right now. Then it's because you are missing the, the genuine, authentic, prophetic word. You are missing the word of the Lord. Because it says there, surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. Verse 8, a lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? His word like a fire in our bones. You, you can't hold it back. You can't, you can't hold it back. A lion has roared. You know, when God really speaks, we're going to tremble. <laughs> we're going to tremble at His word. A lion has roared. And I realized like every critical season in my life where it was touch or go of leaving the ministry, losing my way, the Lord spoke. Or my wife spoke. <laughs> so between the two of them, I'm sorted. <laughs> you know? But when the lion roars, lives are transformed and it begins with you. Your life is transformed when God speaks. The impact is it's like a roar, although it might be just a whisper, a gentle whisper. But the impact is, it was like a lion roared. The lion of Judah, proclaiming his word. God spoke at the beginning. He said, let there be light and there was light. We are a kingdom, a voice activated kingdom. In the kingdom of God, it is all about the words we speak. And if we can align our words with his word, mountains move, kingdoms come, lives are transformed. And I, and I feel, as I say this, like a birthing season. So how, do, how does this birthing thing, thing work? Well, you feel pressure. That's how it starts. Pressure. Who's been feeling pressure in this last season? Pressure. Yes. Okay. Good. Pressure. You need to feel pressure. You need to be pushed out of your comfort zone. And then as you push out of your comfort zone, you're like, God, I need you. There's so many people don't turn to Jesus when they're under pressure. That is stupid. Turn to the Lord. It's something we need to discover, the power, the gift of pain. It's not like we want pain or ask for pain. It's just pain's going to come. It is a gift from heaven, even though it comes from the pit of hell. It's going to move you out of your comfort zone and it's going to cause you to cry out to Jesus. Every time I'm under pressure, whether it's persecution, circumstances, or my wife going through stuff, and it's like, God, we need you. It is birthing season. So I want to tell you, if you're going through stuff, it is birthing season. That's good news. And in that pressure outside of your comfort zone, that is when the Lord speaks. So He's going to speak. Just turn your heart to Him. Don't run away. Don't be offended with God. Man, my heart broke now in Cape Town just speaking to people who, who are going through stuff. I'm like, yes, we're all going through stuff. But then they get offended and bitter with God. I'm like, so you cut off your all life. You cut yourself off from God. No, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the schemes of the enemy. If you're feeling some pressure, it is breakthrough season. Come on, say it's breakthrough season. And the Lord is making me uncomfortable because He's wanting to move us into all that He wants to do. And the beautiful thing, when you're uncomfortable, you get over yourself and you get your eyes onto Jesus. It is an amazing place to be. 
It's a really an amazing place to be. And we see in, in Scripture, we see these moments, these massive God moments, like with Moses. You know, the Egyptians were, were oppressing the Israelites. A whole nation were being oppressed and Moses was nowhere. Hey, you're feeling nowhere. Awesome. God's going to speak to you. You know, he was the backside of the desert feeling like he's nowhere with his few little sheep and, and he had some hopes for his destiny. And then the Lord spoke, the burning bush, and the Lord spoke to him, go set my people free. The lion roared. One word, one encounter with Jesus impacted a nation and brought another nation to its knees. That is the power of the real deal. That is the impact of the real deal. And I feel like the prophetic has so been diluted. It has so been even distorted in many places, in many parts of the church. Oh, so we want the lion to roar. We want the lion to roar. If you're uncomfortable, praise Jesus. Wonderful. But nothing happens without the prophetic. Nothing happens. When the lion roars, the impact of one prophetic word, one encounter with God can ultimately shift the destiny of a nation. And I'm sharing that because we need, to, we need to up our faith. We need to believe what is possible. And when I look at my own life, I'm like, come on, if God can use me, He can use anybody. 18-year-old nobody, clueless, and for so many years struggling with so many things. Man... If you're feeling like a nobody, you qualify. Just don't forget you're a nobody. Because that's the key. I think some guys forget that they are nobodies. And then they get just off track. But so in 2015, was another really tough season. My wife couldn't sleep for about nine weeks. And I couldn't sleep for the first two weeks. And we were going through deliverance and and a whole lot of things, I was so uncomfortable. Again, I was praying, I was praying. I was seeking the face of God. I was taking my pain. I was taking my, the struggles. I was taking the discomfort. I was taking to the Lord and just pushing in, pushing in. God, what do you want to do? Lord, we are yours. Birthing season, birthing season. And then in 2015, in that, in that time, in that eight, nine weeks of pressing through, and then the, my wife got these prophetic words that broke. Helped her to break through that. But a few months later, I was at Convergence Conference and I was just facilitating one of the sessions, wasn't speaking uh, in Cape Town. So 1,500 people in the, in the conference. And I was standing on stage, I was standing next to the stage, man. And I was, just, I was just focusing on Jesus, you know. I was just spending time with the Lord, like Hank was saying last night, you know, just spending time with God, just ministering to the Lord, enjoying Him. That's just, that's just the lifestyle. And so I was standing on stage, and as I was standing on stage, I just felt the whisper of my father, heavenly father, just saying, look, look, look at the people. And I was like, okay, I'm looking at the people, 1,500 people. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, the next moment he said to me, Andre, this is a small crowd compared to where I'm taking you. And I was like, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> The point is, it was like my heavenly father was saying, hey, when are you going to believe I am with you? And I feel that's what God wants to say to many of us today. When are you going to believe that I am with you? When are you going to believe? So part of the prophetic is unlocks your faith. And, and, and part of the prophetic is it unlocks your faith, but it also opens ways for the kingdom of God to come. When you are sold out, God, I just want to glorify you. I want to see your kingdom come. Then he moves. This is not a selfish deal. This is not, I want a Porsche, Lord. <laughs> this is not, oh, but God bless me. That's not it. You're just going to get deceived. It's about surrender. It's about Jesus. This is all about you. Be glorified. And so... At, uh, I think it was September 2015. And so the Lord opened doors for us to go to Brazil end of 2015 to Rio de Janeiro. And then the Lord opened other doors for us to go to Manaus to a, a church of 6,000 people. So nine months later, I was ministering in a church of 6,000 people. That's God. That's confirmation of what God is saying. And it's not about me, but I tell you, God wants to reveal to you what, who you really are in Him. So when are you going to believe that God is with you? 
How long are you still going to doubt? How long are you still going to, every time there's pressure or a challenge, your wheels come off like, where's God? No, in this life, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. God is with you. You must just not believe it. And that for me has been the struggle over 20 years of ministry. It's like to believe, to get over your stuff, the doubts, the insecurities, the fears, the, uh, the pride at times, the, you know. And you don't have to worry about pride. If you just follow Jesus, he's going to sort out the pride. He has his ways. He has his ways. So this weekend in Cape Town, I was just like, whoa, I was just, come on, Lord. I was just, Jesus. Because it's so uncomfortable. It's like, like you forget about yourself. It's a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to be. But so revelation flows from relation. Revelation flows from relation or relationship, relation, intimacy from God. You know, so the prophetic is like Revelation chapter four, where the, where the, where the angel says to, to John, the apostle, come up here, come up here. I want to show you things. The prophetic is about seeing things. And I love this um, picture of the angels in Isaiah chapter six. And in Ezekiel as well, these angels had eyes all over their bodies. And they were just saying, holy, 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 holy. They were, and there's this beautiful song that I was listening to recently. It says, every time they come around, they see a new thing. Every time they come around and they're filled with eyes all over to see the glory of the living God. And I realized that the creator of everything, the universe, there's no end to the universe. And that shows me that the creator of that, there is no end to him. There is no end. There is no end to his glory. There is no end to his magnificence. There is no end to his beauty. You know, and so many of us have, you know, we come to the scripture, oh, I've read that verse before, you know. Andre, I've heard you share that story five years ago. <laughs> I've, I've, I've sang that song before. And we become what? We become like not hungry, not expectant to see another aspect of God. And the prophetic breaks open the Word of God. The prophetic gives us eyes to see another aspect of His glory. Every time we draw near to God, we should see something new. We should see something new. And that is prophetic grace. And that is what we're trusting the Lord for, to impart to us this weekend. Uh, another picture of the prophetic is like, prophets are like called like, they're like eagles, the prophetic, because they've got keen eyesight and they can fly high. They can go high above the clouds above the darkness. So do you guys know when, when, when do eagles receive their wings? At birth. <laughs> the moment you and I were born into the kingdom of God, we received wings. Wings to fly. Let the wind of the Spirit lift you higher. Let the wind of the Spirit lift you higher. It's like, like Hank was sharing, that we mustn't fall from the high place. We must go, we must soar in the high place and not by sweat. No flapping of the wings. <laughs> just the breath of God, just lifting us up. The breath of God. The wind of the Lord lifting us above everything. And you know, earlier this year, I was like, uh, one Tuesday, I was freaking out. Uh, I was like, I, was, I don't often get to my end. So we had a staff meeting here and uh, <laughs> I lost it. Uh, I was like, so my wife didn't sleep that night again. And we had uh, three weeks of COVID symptoms. And, and I was just really, I was like, <laughs> so we were worshiping as a staff here. And at some point I was like, ah, I still stuff off. <laughs> Get out! You know, I was just like, I'm over it. And afterwards, we went and spent some time with Hink and, 
And then we chatted and we prayed together. And, and I said, every time I spend time with Hank, I get downloads. And the Lord said to me, Andre, you need to come a little bit higher. You're fighting in the flesh, brother. You're fighting in the flesh. Come higher. Come higher. Through the prophetic, we go higher. The Lord is calling you higher. You're fighting in the flesh. Stop fighting in the flesh. Stop struggling. If you're struggling, you're missing it. There's a place of rest in the Lord. It's not about hard work. It's about the Spirit taking you higher. You know, and I, I'm sure we... Um, no, originally, you know, there were like black and white TVs. Here's a picture of black and white TVs. You know, that's, that's old school. And I think a lot of Christians are living with black and white TVs. You, you can't hardly see anything. It's just hazy. <laughs> and it's really small. And the sound sucks. And you're like, oh, I'm struggling with this, you know. And then you just turn the TV off and you go, go on with normal life, uh, but when you receive a download from the prophetic, you, you get upgraded to a flat screen TV. And I've seen some of our guys here in church, you've got guys got big TVs there. But I tell you, when, when the lights come on and you receive prophetic grace to see, it's like it becomes better than television. It becomes better than the best series because you know I'm gonna turn that off. I wanna go spend time with Jesus. I wanna I wanna see heaven's television. I wanna encounter the living God, and that is the real deal. That is when every time you open the scriptures, God speaks. And I know it's not always like that. There are dry seasons and challenges, but then push a little bit further. So come on, let's trust the Lord for that. So we have natural senses, sight, hearing, feeling, tasting, smelling, and knowing. In the same way, we have spiritual senses where we see, hear, feel, taste, smell, and know in the spirit. Ultimately, you are a spirit being. And so we're going to trust today that God's going to unlock your senses, your spiritual senses, that you're going to get this flat screen TV. Come on, who doesn't want a flat screen TV? Massive 4K, beautiful uh, OLED, whatever else, you know, with a signal straight from heaven, not DSTV, devil's TV. No, no, straight from heaven, straight from heaven to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we surrender our senses to our Creator, when we surrender our senses to our Creator, then He enhances them. That's why that in place of intimacy is the key. It is key. Present your senses to the Lord and then practice them. Okay, so at the end of the session, we're going to trust, we're going to present our, our senses to the Lord. We're going to trust for an activation. So prophetic revelation, why do we need it? Well, the biggest reason we find in Matthew chapter 16, uh, I'm not going to put the scriptures on, but Jesus asked the guys, who, who am I? And then Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God, the Messiah. And then Jesus' response was amazing because he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. So he received a prophetic revelation of who Jesus is. And then what does Jesus say? On this rock, I will build my church. What rock? The prophetic revelation of who God is. Eyes to see, ears to hear who God is. And he says, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Others, the rock upon which we build is the revelation of Jesus. And that's why you need prophetic grace. You need the prophetic, the real deal to speak to you. So look at this, Ephesians 2 verse 19. It says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. That's good news. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are welcome in the household of God. You are members of God's family. You're member, you're welcome. Family has a lot of privileges in the house. And then verse 20, together, Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, 
and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Built. The church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And I believe it's not only the original apostles and prophets, but modern day apostles and prophets. Every season, every generation need the apostolic and the prophetic to lay a solid foundation for the church. Or we're going to miss out. And that's how I felt like 10 years ago before the Lord started to unlock things. I was like, man, we're struggling. We just, we don't know. We're not going in direction. We don't know what the heck's going on because we lack both apostolic grace and prophetic grace. And I started to expose myself to those who walk in these things and, and it started to unlock things in me. But the cornerstone is Christ. It's always about Jesus. He is, it's always, always, always about Him. But so we need the prophetic grace now. We need to build the church on prophecy. But first of all, of who God is. Secondly, of who we are in Him. Prophetic revelation reveals God first and foremost. It brings a, a, a Holy Spirit empowered intimacy with the Lord. And, and it flows from this furnace of intimacy. That Hink touched on last night, this furnace, this passion for Him. Out of that place is birth revelation of who He is. So look at this, Revelation 19, an example of a genuine prophetic revelation. Verse 6, there's the Apostle John. It says, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings saying, hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. That's prophecy. It glorifies Jesus. It glorifies God. It reveals who He is. The omnipotent one, the glorious one. Verse seven, it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. Love that. First it reveals him. Then it reveals intimacy with him. The bride has made herself ready for her bridegroom. Verse 8. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. Clean and bright. Not sweaty wool. This was already in my notes. I did not change anything. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints clothed in Him. The furnace of intimacy, that place of intimacy with the Lord. But then it says, and the fine linen, the righteous acts of the saints. So how does this work? The righteous acts. And, you know, Every now and again, I, I, I get an idea. I think like Hank, I get ideas. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, why did I get this idea? Because it's so uncomfortable. Now I'm doing something that is so super uncomfortable. Going to Brazil or India or Argentina or wherever, doing something somewhere. And, and, and I'm reminded, and I had to remind myself again this last few weeks, the reason I need that un discomfort is because, you know, Jesus is waiting for us on the outside of our comfort. You see, when you step out, that's when God shows up. He does not show up in your comfort zone. You want to grow in the prophetic? You need to step out. You want more of Jesus? You need to step out. You want to encounter more of God? You need to step out because that's when God shows up. And I have discovered this over and over again when I step out I have more of him. And so I think that's why the Lord often speaks to us prophetically because he wants you to, hey, when are you going to believe that I am with you? Because that moves you to step out and then you meet with him. So I am like, yes, let's step out. Yes, let's step out. I want Jesus. I'm just looking for Jesus. Yes, let's step out. I am looking for Jesus. He's waiting for you outside your comfort zone. But so many of us are afraid. We are worried about something. And I, I experience that as well at times, like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And then I'm just, I remember Jesus. I want Him. I want Him. So step out. 
Come on, say it. I'm going to step out at the end of the session in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so excited that you are excited. <laughs> so how much do you desire to meet with the Lord? That is the, the magnet that must pull us forward. More of Jesus. More of Jesus. That kills our fears. So about a week ago, I was praying with some of our church leaders in the, in the, in the country, and, and I saw this vision of a sailing ship, large sails, a sailing ship. And there was no wind. And I saw the, you know, the sailors on the ship moving around. I felt the Lord say to me, I am preparing the ship. I'm preparing the sailors. I'm preparing the environment. And the next moment I saw this massive wind coming. And these, these, these sails fill up and this ship launches forward. So I believe that's what God is doing right now. He's preparing hearts. He's preparing the boat. He's preparing our lives. He's getting us ready for the wind of the Spirit. Amen. And I saw a picture of the, the captain, Jesus, there at this big steering wheel. And then I saw somebody coming to push him out of the way and grabbing the steering wheel. And I felt the Lord saying to me, <laughs> some of us are trying to hold on to control. We're trying to hold on to that steering wheel. You're trying to be in control. You're not going to have more of the Spirit if you try to be in control. You need to surrender. You need to surrender. You need to hand things over to the Lord. I felt the Lord say to me, my people are playing it too safe. It's called control. Playing it too safe. You need to step out. You need to risk it. Playing it safe kills your faith over time. Playing it safe kills your faith over time. So get used to uncomfortable. I love this part of prophetic revelation. I love this quote by Pedro Adeo, uh, a Californian businessman, a kingdom entrepreneur. And he said, one rightly applied God idea can be worth more than a lifetime of labor. One just one rightly applied God idea can be worth more than a lifetime of labor. And he shares his story, how he stepped out, followed the Lord's guidance, and incredible, massive, absolutely massive things happened. Yeah, but he's a kingdom entrepreneur. In other words, it's about the king and the kingdom. Not about the money, not about self, it's not about career, it's about the king. And so I was reminded, um, most of the guys in our church knows this, but uh, just wanna, there's something added to it I want to share. So in 2020, around February, beginning February, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, start a YouTube channel. Man, was it uncomfortable. Oh, that whole month, I'm like, oh, oh, this is uncomfortable. Praying with people, talking to people about it. He's like, oh, I need to put stuff out there. And I'm like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And people are going to think I'm trying to be famous. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do it, Lord, but I've learned when the Lord speaks, I just do it. So we start to buy video equipment and I'm spent a whole lot of money and I'm like, ooh, Jesus. And then end of February around there, I felt, the, I said, hey, Lord, when should I start? And I felt the Lord say, well, start middle March. <laughs> middle March. So about a week before middle March, I launched my first episode and about a week or so later, lockdown hits. And most of the pastors in the world are on their phones while I actually have equipment, praise God. <clears throat> so that's the one time I really feel that I heard from Jesus. <laughs> I, I have missed it, but that's the one time. That's the one time I think I heard from Jesus. So anyway, stepping out and doing it and learning a whole lot of things and, and, uh, and, and you yeah, just, you yeah. I'm very thankful YouTube doesn't allow you to do dislikes anymore. That's just much better for the soul. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> when I posted those atheist videos, yo, I got some wonderful comments. And, but the amazing thing is, so about a month ago, two months ago, I was contacted by a church in the Ivory Coast. Um, the guys saw some of my videos. 
And they have the largest French-speaking Christian TV network in the world. They cover the whole French Africa and beyond. And they are contacting me and saying, I want, we want your sermons. We want your messages on our TV. That's amazing. You know, so I'm like, really? <laughs> so I'm flying there in July to go check things out. We're still praying about it and seeing what the implications are. But maybe that's why the Lord said, do it. Because I want your voice to impact a wider audience. Amen. So I tell you, God is good. Uh, God wants to blow your mind. He wants to take you beyond anything you can imagine or dream. You must just get over yourself and worship Him and Him alone. Amen. So the importance of prophecy. Amos 3 verse 7 to 8. Again, surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. Surely the Lord God does Nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So I have this, saw this picture in my mind's eye. It's like there's this meeting room with Jesus. Big table, all the plans are on the table, but it's covered. And then he calls you and me to the place of intimacy with him. So you come and sit with him at that table and you're just like, God, I love you. I adore you. I worship you, Jesus. You're my everything. And in that place, he's like as Hank was sharing about being a friend of God. Then he said, let me show you a few things. Then he removes the cover, his secrets to the blueprints, to the plans, First, it's all about who he is, and then secondly, about what he wants to do in the earth. And then he removes that and he shows you, hey, this is what I want to do. This is who you are. This is how much I love you. Hey, when are you going to believe that I am with you? When? When? When are you going to believe that I am with you? And so I have this impression, this personal intimate meeting with Jesus. And in that place, you are changed. And in that place, you get downloads. You get those one God idea and you follow it, the one God idea, and you implement it right with wisdom, with counsel. You step out and you do it, and you experience the blessing of God. But it's always about Him. So why? Why does God do nothing unless He reveals His secret to the servants, to His servants, the prophets? Well, number one, I would say, because you need a revelation of who He is. He wants to reveal who He is. Number two, it's about a partnership. God has decided whatever happens on this earth will be through people. Partnership. It's about relationship. God wants to do it with you. And number three, the prophetic word causes God's will on earth to be done. So the word releases His will into the earth. And then that last bit says, a lion has roared. A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? And they just spoke to me The It says, he reveals to his servants, the prophets. His servants. His servants. Not the servants of self. Not the servants of fame. Not the servants of what you want to do. The servants of the Lord. So I was reading a book by a prophetic guy in the US and he said he, he received a word from the Lord where it said, a word to fivefold ministers, let my people go. Because you're drawing them to yourself and not to me. And that is such a word. That is such a word for the era that we are in. Every minister of the gospel begins as a nobody and somewhere down the line he forgets that. And then he becomes a drawing people to self instead of to Jesus. And I tell you, God will not allow that. We minister to draw people to Jesus. And I guess that's why we need to <laughs> die to self. Uncomfortable. Come on, say that with me. Thank you, Jesus. Uncomfortable is beautiful. It is. I tell you, it is freedom when we get over ourselves. And it really is just about Him. 
The Lord is doing that right now. So here's a, my personal definition for prophetic word. A true prophetic word exalts Christ and causes our hearts to surrender to his lordship. Doesn't glorify self. A true prophetic word exalts Christ and causes our hearts to surrender to his lordship. How can we expect the creator to serve us? We are the servants that must serve the creator. And yes, he loves us and he loves to wash our feet. <laughs> and he loves to heal us and deliver us. And he loves to, to bless us. He's a loving dad. But if you get the priorities wrong, it's a disaster. You're not going to hear God's voice. You're going to get deceived. Because it, it's become defiled when our hearts are not right. So how do we activate the prophetic? Here's a key. Assume you're not seeing the challenge or problem in the right light. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing in life, assume I'm not seeing it right. And then you ask this question. What is God saying about this? this is, the prophetic is about asking the right questions. God, what are you doing? <laughs> and God, what are you saying about this? What are you saying? So quite a cool testimony that came to me this past week. Um, some of our guys will remember Jimmy Sones. He was an elder here. He's now in Cape Town, Somerset West. Six years ago, their second or third child was born. Second child was born, I think. And he was born with a clubbed foot. So here's a picture. So the foot is the wrong way. Wrong way, and they are freaking out. Jimmy's wife is very upset. I mean, you can imagine your child that you expect going to be beautiful, perfect, is not. And so my wife and I, we went as soon as we could, we went to them, we went to pray with them and for them, and it was unbelievably emotional, and they were so struggling. And so I, we were praying with them, and so Jimmy sent me a message this past week because he recorded the prophetic words. So he said, I prophesied that this foot is going to be fine, and then I prophesied that Joshua is going to be extremely athletic. <laughs> So the next picture, he's six years old. He's, yeah. he's six years old. He's playing under 10 cricket at club. Jimmy says he is very good. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> so it's hard to understand, did the word cause something? Or did the word simply reveal the future? Sometimes I think it's a mixture. But when you're going through a struggle and you're having a difficult situation, you need to ask the Lord, he's like, God, I want to freak out. <laughs> but what are you saying? And then when you hear what God is saying, it anchors you. You can go through all of that without losing your peace, without getting depressed, without allowing the enemy into your life. And God willing, even beyond it, it doesn't just tell you the future. It causes the future to come to pass. So I'm also like, well, what if we didn't pray? Maybe he wouldn't have recovered fully. I don't know. But at the very least, that gave them peace. That gave them rest for their souls and, and, and gave them hope. So in the same way, God wants you and me to hear. Don't freak out. Freak up. <laughs> Hear the word of the Lord. Because if you know the outcome, you can walk through it with faith. You can. And when you get a revelation also of how you should be handling the situation, you can respond in the spirit and not in the flesh. So an another key moment in my life, I wouldn't be in the ministry today if I didn't hear the voice of God in this situation. But around 2006, I was um, a student pastor, and I made some mistakes because I'm always pushing the limits <laughs> and uh, freaked out some of my church leaders, and, and uh, especially the one guy, father in the faith. And man, yo, he came down hard on me. He, 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 unfortunately, this leader had a wound in his own heart, so he, he, he tended to break others down instead of building them up. And so that's what he did to me. And so my, my own leader, church leader, I'm sharing this because some of us have been through stuff, church leaders stuff, 
churches stuff, Christian stuff, bar, wherever, wherever you find yourself. And, and so he, he, he climbed into me. I'll never forget it. You know, just saying, you don't have an anointing for ministry. You can only do admin. No offense to the administrators in the house. But it crushed me. That voice would just go through my head over and over again. You can't do ministry. You're not anointed. You can't preach. You're not good enough. You, you don't have a calling on your life. And this is your spiritual father speaking this into you. I was crushed. I was depressed. I was, I was, I was, I was a mess. And, and I remember I was driving, so I was demoted and given an admin job, hallelujah, and uh, taken out of the ministry. And uh, yo, I was offended. Uh, I was offended. But anyways, I was, remember driving um, to, to Bel, from Belleville to Stellenbosch in, in Cape Town area. I was driving, so I'm moving now to the other office. And as I'm driving, I hear the voice of the Lord say to me, Andre, resign. You, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, I have a master's degree in engineering. Why am I allowing these people to treat me like rubbish? You know, I resign and go where you are celebrated. Go work as an engineer, go where you are celebrated. It made complete sense to me because this is just shocking. <laughs> I was so justified. My best friend told me, how can you, how can, how you can allow them to treat you like this? Resign, go. So he's confirming. So like a week, a week late, don't listen to all your friends. Uh, don't listen to all your friends. So a week later, I'm, I'm praying with this friend of mine that gives me terrible advice. And I'm praying with him and we're just praying about everything. And then I hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord says to me, Andre, that was not my voice. That was your offense speaking to you. Humble yourself and serve. I'm like, but God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 but you signed up to change the world, didn't you? So you need to go through stuff. People are going to treat you like dirt. People are going to persecute you. People are going to say stuff about you. Because you signed up to change the world, and then you need to die <laughs> to self. <laughs> so I humbled myself, and I went to serve for another two years before we came to East London in of 2008. And I'm sharing that because some of us are allowing our offense to speak to us. It is not the word of the Lord. It's not the word of the Lord. If the Lord tells you to leave a church because you're offended, it's the devil talking to you. It's the devil speaking to you. You fix it, you sort out your heart, you leave with joy, not with peace, if Jesus releases you. But there's so many people that walk away from the will of the Lord and then they lose. They, they, they miss God's plan. So I feel like in my spirit, this is, this is an opportunity for all of us to get back on track. Get back on track. Allow God to heal your heart and don't allow offenses. Don't allow tainted revelation to get you off track. Because what happens is you get offended or bitter or angry or something like that. And then you hear incorrectly. And then you do that, which you heard incorrectly and it doesn't work. And you're like, God, where are you? No, you are offended. <laughs> you are hearing from the wrong source. Your revelation is tainted. You cannot trust yourself if you're offended to hear from God. You cannot trust yourself if you've got unforgiveness in your heart. You cannot trust yourself if you are emotionally involved in the situation. Someone is dying. You love them. You're going to hear Jesus is going to heal them. That's what you're going to hear. You cannot trust yourself, but trust in Jesus. Emotionally involved. You like that girl or that boy. You're emotionally involved. You're going to hear, man, that's my husband. Don't trust yourself. I have seen the most anointed prophetic people miss it when it comes to relational things. Tainted revelation. You know, and then sometimes it's like the God's way is not man's way. Humbling yourself is incredibly powerful. It's like ladies, like submitting to your husband. 
Do you know why God says submit to your husband? Because he's, he's trying to tell you, duck. <laughs> I'm going to clap him now. That's it. Just duck. And the Lord's going to clap him. That's how it works. It is so powerful. I've seen this with church leaders as well. When they treated me like dirt, you know, then I'm walking somewhere and saying, God, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? <laughs> I'm going to be meek. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to serve. But, oh God, I know you're going to clap them good. <sighs> if they don't listen. If they don't humble themselves. Eh? So who do you want to, do you want God to fight for you? Or you want to fight in the flesh? Don't fight in the flesh. Allow God. Oh, I've been in so trouble over the years with my wife. She ducks very well. <laughs> she ducks very well. Praise God. <laughs> so I want to quickly just put on the screen four levels of the prophetic. I've been reading about James Gold. So he's got excellent, very balanced prophetic books if you want to get some good reading concerning the prophetic. But there are four levels of the prophetic. The first level where all of us should be at is occasional inspirational prophecy. Okay, so it is all believers can prophesy, give expression to the impression. You have an impression, give expression of what you're feeling. Normally one-on-one, -on -one, it's encouraging, it's comforting. It's not corrective. Number two, consistent prophetic gifting. So as you grow in the prophetic, you, you receive a consistent stream of words, open visions even, snapshot pictures and dreams, which these kinds of guys are able to communicate in an accurate way. It is, again, primarily encouraging words. Okay, an unusual amount of prophetic revelation, but they need to grow in character and wisdom. And they need to build a bridge to the church and to leadership, you know, those kind of things. Number three, proven prophetic ministry. This is where you reveal mature character and wisdom over time. The prophetic gift might in this phase work in tandem with healing, miracles, deliverance, um, and, and, and the person earns respect and authority to minister at times even words of correction and rebukes. Their words should be uncommonly accurate at edifying others. And then number four, the office of the prophet, New Testament office of the prophet has less authority than those who wrote scripture. And you're not in the office of the prophet unless you have the capacity to equip and multiply prophetic people. So when you're in this, on this level, it is speaking encouragement, direction, correction, equipping, and commissioning. Proven over years of ministry, they will be able to predict future events with accuracy. Even predict natural phenomena like earthquakes, droughts, and more. And here's also a warning for the American prophetic people. Don't allow yourself to get involved into politics too much in terms of your heart. Otherwise, you're going to prophesy incorrectly. Okay, so the, always check the heart, check the heart. In terms of what, what, what's moving you. If Jesus isn't your everything, you're going to prophesy incorrectly. And then lastly, a few things of just checking prophetic words. Sensing good and evil. So prophetic pitfalls. Okay? Prophetic pitfalls is, is, is eight or nine things that, that reveals to you when a prophetic word is leaning into the right direction or when a, a, a word is leaning into the wrong direction, when it's being defiled or going incorrectly. The good exalts God. Evil exalts a person. Good stands the test of time. Evil rushes you to fast conclusions. Like you need to do this now. And it's like, you know, feel under unnecessary pressure. Good aligns with the word of God. Evil paints outside the lines. Okay, so it's not to say that you can't have prophetic words that doesn't, isn't clearly in the scriptures. It's just that it's continuously painting outside the lines and that can lead you into deception. Good upholds purity. Evil allures you into perversity. Good promotes solid doctrine. Evil promulga promulgates twisted belief systems. We need solid doctrine. Guys, prophetic people especially, you need solid doctrine. We tend to not do solid doctrine when we're prophetic because I'm prophetic. Solid doctrine, middle of the road. Don't get unnecessarily weird. Anchor it in the word of God. Amen.
Because human nature is so we get deceived. You cannot trust yourself. Good values, community, evil advocates, isolationism. Whenever you feel God leading you away from community, it's most probably the voice of the devil. Come on, say amen. amen. That is such a word in the season. Don't isolate yourself. Good values, community. And then good values, humility, evil leads to elitism. I have seen this among many they get super excited about God. They pursue Jesus with everything within them and they unlock the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then they become elitist. It's a scourge in the body of Christ. They are so blessed. They are really anointed, but then they start to think they are better than the rest and they forget where they come from. May we not be part of that. May we see miracles, signs and wonders, hear the voice of God like never before, open visions, angels, the kingdom of God coming, nations being shaken. And we're like, ah, I'm a nobody. Amen. Nothing without Jesus. Nothing without Jesus. Come and say, I'm nothing without Jesus. So I'm ending over this quote. Gordon Lindsay, he was a prominent leader in the divine healing revivals of the 1940s and 50s. And he saw how many men of God lost their way. And he said, as one rises higher and higher in spiritual power and blessing, he must ever seek to become lower and lower and lower and lower. Come on, say lower. 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 If you really want to carry the presence and the power of God, make every effort to be a servant of others. Serve. Humble yourself. Follow Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Please stand with me. So if you want a prophetic upgrade, you can put on the list a few things there. You need hunger. You need impartation. What we're going to pray for now, you need to steward the word of the Lord well. Okay, so, so on your phone, when you take out your phone, I want you to find the audio recording app on your phone. Because this is what we do in our church. We, we want to steward the word of, of the Lord well. Whenever we receive a word, I'm like, I'm recording it. I'm like, because then I go home, I go write it down. I pray over it and, and I allow that word to, to lead me, to stir me. So you need to steward the word well. If you don't value what God gives you, He's not going to give you more. So you need to value what the Lord gives you. Number four, you need to partner with others. If you want to unlock any one of the fivefold ministry, you need to partner. It's like Hank and I with partnering. And I tell you, it is so much easier with somebody that is just as crazy as you than when you're on your own and you just think it's just you. Okay? Partner with others. If you want to unlock the evangelistic, you want to unlock the prophetic, find a buddy. Find a buddy and then pursue the Lord together. And then give it away. Just give it away to the Lord. Hallelujah. So you can put on the activation prayer. Okay. So we are trusting the Lord Trusting the God for an activation of our spirit senses now. But it starts with that place of surrender. Acknowledging God, I'm your servant. You are not my servant. Can we maybe say that? Say, God, I am your servant. You're not my servant. Let's open our hands before the Lord. God, we welcome you here. We welcome you, King Jesus. Lord, we know you want to, you said in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit and all flesh and my sons and my daughters, they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. Thank you, Lord, that this is for all of us. I just sense in my spirit, we just need to address some areas of our lives where we have allowed a taintedness in our spirit. Maybe you have been offended by church leaders or other brothers or sisters in Christ. 
Maybe you have been hurt on one level or another. You need to let it go. You cannot hear the voice of God when you're offended. You cannot hear the voice of God if you're offended with God. He is good. He is good. He does not do bad things. He does not kill, steal, or destroy. That is the enemy. Holy Spirit. Come and touch our hearts now, Lord. Come and say this with me. God, I'm nothing without you. Can't even breathe. God, I humble myself before you. Forgive me where I have held onto grudges any offense, any disappointment, any bitterness, any anger, that's not of you. God, forgive me. Wash me clean. Restore my heart. I surrender my heart to you, Jesus. I receive the blood of Jesus Christ that washes me clean now. I forgive those who hurt me. In Jesus' mighty name. In your own words, just forgive now. Just say a few names. If you need to go back 20 years, do it. Just let it go. It's blocking the flow of the prophetic in your life. It's disconnecting you from Jesus, and that is unacceptable. God is welcoming us back into His presence right now. He's welcoming us back into His presence. Just sense how the Lord is washing our hearts, restoring our hearts. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let it be. Hearts be healed. Tormenting thoughts of the enemy get out. Those thoughts that want to continuously hammer the negatives of life, we, we expose that as the voice of the enemy. The voice from the pit of hell. Get out. Come on, say that with me. Enemy, get out. I silence the voice of the devil. I silence the voice of pain and disappointment. I tune into the voice of heaven. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray this prayer on the screen together. Let's read it together. Oh, let, me, let me read it first and then we can read it together. Spiritual senses, so I release this over you guys, become unlocked in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are no longer captive to the patterns of the past. Instead, I present you to the one true and holy God for reclamation and purification. And it's connected to this one scripture that says, do not present your body, your members to unrighteous things, but present yourselves to the living God as one who is alive from the dead. Present yourself. Present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Amen. So come on, let's, let's present ourselves to the Lord right now. Those at home, you join us as well. Come on, let's read this together by faith as we speak to ourselves and we, re we, we receive an, an activation. One, two, three. Spiritual senses 
become unlocked in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are no longer captive to the patterns of the past. Instead, I present you to the one true and holy God for reclamation and purification. In Jesus' name. So I pray for the Father right now. We release an impartation of grace. Lord, the grace on my life, the grace on Hink's life, Lord God, and more. God, we pray for an impartation from the very throne of heaven of prophetic grace. Lord, break open rivers of life, rivers of living waters into your people's lives, into your church, a pure, holy, Jesus-glorifying prophetic in the name of Jesus. We renounce the, 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 the corrupted side of the prophetic where the enemy wants to infiltrate. We renounce the lies of the enemy. And Lord, we ask for a pure, holy grace to hear Your Word for Your glory. Your Word, Jesus, for Your glory. In the mighty Name of Jesus, Right now, I speak to your spirit senses to see visions in your mind's eye. I speak to your hearing to hear the voice of the Lord like you haven't before, that gentle voice on the inside. I speak to your senses to awaken, to become aware of what God is doing and supernatural knowing of what He is doing and what He is saying. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, say this with me. Lord Jesus, let it be done to me according to your will. I surrender my heart and mind, my spiritual senses. Activate me. Awaken me. I want to know you, Jesus, like never before. And I want to do your will to your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.